I'm not going down just because of something some stupid adults are doing. Mobile suits. Monday, Monday. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man! Uh, no carrots, please. Mobile suit? Monday morning. It was all I hoped it would be. Roger that. Mobile suit. Mobile Humanity did not change. Although all enemies were defeated, Earth did not change one bit. The commander, <laughs> he's lost it. Mobile suits. You're a soldier here, aren't you? If you want to be more than just a grunt, you better learn to see the whole picture. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I'm the enemy, you idiot. Hey guys, welcome back to another artificial limbtastic spacerific episode of Fanholes Mobile Suit Mondays. Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, but I am not alone. I am here in the training facility with three, count them, three of my fellow fan halls. Why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight. Hey, it's Mike. And look, Mommy, I got a triple kill. This is Justin. Hi, this is Tony. And wow, that dad should have gone out for a pack of cigarettes. We're here to talk about the Witch from Mercury prologue, which I guess premiered sometime. Uh, I, I don't know when it premiered in Japan, but apparently people got to see it at San Diego Comic-Con. And uh, conveniently enough, there's a nice little brief synopsis that was written up of the prologue episode on Anime News Network. And it's all in English, so I'm going to I'm just going to steal it. I'm going to read it. Thanks, Anime News Network for writing this up. But um, in case see, this is something I missed upon my first viewing. But it's worth mentioning that this is an alternate universe Gundam show that takes place in a new century called A.D. Stella. And don't ask me. To explain what that means, because I have no idea. So, here we go. Uh, the Witch from Mercury prologue starts off with a training session involving Elnora Samaya in the Elfrith Gundam, failing to clear Layer 33. Dr. Cardo Naboo, the primary, or Nabo, the primary researcher, commands her to stand down as Elnora will be in danger if she continues to push further. A four-year-old, Eri Samaya, who is a younger Suleta, descends into the area to visit her mother. As Eri voices her jealousy of all the attention Elfrith receives from the crew, Dr. Nabo emphasizes that the Gundam is considered everyone's child and, like a baby, needs special attention as it grows. 
Suddenly, the focus shifts to a tense debate within the Mobile Suit Committee. Several montages reveal intergalactic protests against the Vandist Institute's Gundam research because they seemingly pose a danger to life. Although the original intention was to further develop Gund technology that would aid in human adaptation to the harshness of space, Gundams are now used as military tools and also pose a danger to their pilots. Delling Rembrandt, an ex-military Spatian, leads the voices of dissension within the committee and then secretly orders the neutralization of everyone at the Folkvanger Laboratory. Meanwhile, on the Folkvanger, Elnora and her husband Nadim try to celebrate Ares' birthday, but her prosthetic arm suddenly fails. As she fixes her arm, Elnora voices her appreciation for Dr. Naboe as she would not be alive if not for her research. Ares sneaks away to yell her frustrations at Elfrith when her father is pulled away by an important call. Dr. Naboe emerges from the mobile suit to console Ares and reassures her that the Gundam is an important step to opening a door to the future. She highlights how Gundams are adaptable bodies rather than weapons that humans will need to survive in space. Back to the committee meeting, the other members strategically leave representatives from Oak's Earth out of their decision. They plan on immediately cutting off further development and begin taking steps to seize the Gundam. A group of heavily armed men break into the laboratory and begin killing anyone they encounter. As the emergency sirens sound around the Folkvanger, Ares' dad makes the hard decision to get into the LF-01 mobile suit to fight back invading ships. During this violent encounter, Elnora finds Eri and tries to escape the battle using Elfrith. They overhear the committee's dire message that all members on the Folkvanger have been eliminated. But Elnora is distracted as she discovers that Eri is now linked to Elfrith and can now clear Layer 33. The function of the mobile suit adapts to the vitals of the linked pilot, meaning Airy is exposed to any damage the mobile suit takes. Yet Airy is unfazed as she shoots at the invading enemy suits. When they explode, she looks at the blast with childlike wonder and likens them to birthday candles. The high-spec suit, Beru Beru, eliminates one of the other pre-production Gundam and begins targeting Elfrith. In a desperate attempt, Ares' father pushes his Gundam to the limit as he tries to stop the Begu, Beru, whatever the fuck it is, from reaching Elnora and Ares. Although his eyes become bloodshot and his breathing becomes more intense, he begins to sing Happy Bastai to Ares as he fights the enemy mobile suit. Uh, she joins in with him, and it's much more clear that she's saying happy birthday, but ultimately ends up cutting out as the Bear Guru destroys his Gundam. Despite producer Ogata's... Oh, never mind. So this is the rest of the article. But yeah, that's basically the, the long and short of what happens in the Witch from Mercury prologue. I don't know, Mike, you, you said you had some other stuff or, or maybe some wiki stuff or, or was that just to keep track of all these kind of characters that we're introduced to in this prologue that we probably won't need to know who they are except for maybe like the bad guys and the the lead character no yeah i just had some general information and this is you know this is the the um latest like au gundam series since iron-blooded orphans in 2015 and uh you know it it'll officially premiere in on uh in october of 2022 
and uh, it'll be simulcast. So we'll probably get, you know, a nice sub version of it, like the same week it comes out in Japan. So that's always good. So, yeah. I was just trying to figure out the timeline on this. I, I get that they're trying to say it's it's been so many years since the last AU Gundam being Iron Blooded Orphan, but are they like, are they, am I remembering this wrong? Are they just not counting any build fighter stuff or is that, is that timeline different? I think they, yeah, they, they consider like build fighters sort of separate, like a separate branch of like Gundam okay. basically. Okay. Like, so, cause, cause to me, I just was like, wasn't well, that just another alternate universe? Too? Yeah. Like, I mean, you can, yeah. I mean, there's been four build fighter series, yeah, not to mention yeah. those like, you know, recent like shorts and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. I, I think they just consider that a separate arm of the franchise. And this is like an official sort of, you know, AU that like you know was supposed to you know succeed Iron Blooded Orphans and Double O and Wing and like all right, of that right, like right, line right. of stuff. So yeah, which which is interesting because I I don't think I I when I first watched this I I didn't have that mind frame so I was like sitting there going how does this tie into Universal Century? It doesn't make much sense. And then and then when I sort of looked into it, I was like, oh wait, that that was an, an you know an AU. So this is these are the only Gundams in this universe and. I guess it makes sense that they're 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 trying to make it even more realistic that like people couldn't realistically live in space that long without having some kind of artificial assistance, right? Like that you know the whole notion of you live on the moon with the the limited gravity for so long and then your bones get brittle and you know you basically that's it's not really possible unless you somehow have artificial gravity or these, you know, like the, the, the stuff with the sides and all that other stuff. But we, we don't even know that they have anything like that really. Right. Like they, the, 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 the lead protagonist comes from Mercury somehow, which I don't know how you'd live on that planet, but okay. You know, like that, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. They, they haven't established like, I don't, and, and, you know, this, obviously this prologue takes place like 10 years before the actual series will start. So I right, mean, like right. stuff could change like even before then. So I imagine at least the, the bad guy, uh, Delling. Yeah, I, yeah. I imagine Delling Rembrandt is going to still play a role in the, in the, the, the ongoing series. And I thought maybe, um, they, I don't think they've ever said his name, but the the pilot of the Baru, whatever the fuck it's called, is uh, a guy named Kenaji Avery, and he's the pilot, the, basically the the one that sort of uh, kills the the one chick Wendy who's complaining about taxes. So I fell in love with her immediately. He he, you know, basically is the the one that the uh, the father. Um, what was it, Namir? Like I'm trying to remember what his name was. Uh, Nadim. Nadim that was fighting off or whatever, right? Nadim, yeah. So, so he was he was holding off that one guy's suit, and I kind of thought, oh, I bet you that guy comes back too, right? Like, yeah. But and, otherwise, you know, obviously, yeah. you know, obviously, like Ari or Suleta, and then maybe her mom, like, so. right, right, right. But but a lot of these characters were instantly killed, and and then some of these. Uh, character designs that have been shown for for the ongoing series right we haven't obviously been introduced to like half of them too so yeah mo- most of them seem to be like you know Aries classmates or something so yeah i wonder if i mean i i, I kind of almost feel like because she's not she's not going to be Aries. she's going to be soletta mercury right like so i wonder if this is almost like its own version of 
I don't know, the, the Gundam, the origin segments with Char Aznable, like a whole series that follows like a, a little girl Char through this journey. I don't know. That was my my immediate thought on the direction it was going in, like that she would be training and nobody would know she's the one that's bonded to this, you know, th- th- these types of mobile suits or what have you and stuff like that. So I don't know. What did you guys uh, th- th- Tony, Justin, did you have any initial thoughts on The Witch from Mercury? Like, is it something that you're into? Was it something where you just thought they were throwing a lot of shit at you and it was kind of tough to follow? Like, what did you, what was your kind of gut reaction to it? It felt like I was sitting down to eat at, like, the Mexican restaurant and I'm, like, eating the chips and dip, waiting on my real meal to get there. Like, this is a good appetizer, but I want... I want the full meal. Like I want what I ordered, but I'm, I like what I see. Like I, I, I like the bits of story and world building we get in this. I like the design of the mobile suits. Like they're pretty interesting. Even if some of them have wacky, um, pronounceable names at this point, like, like you guys said, like most of these characters probably, we don't need to know going forward, except for like, you know, some, you know, like a handful of them. Right. But uh, it's it's a nice view into like that world at this point. Like it's, there's definitely like you know like every kind of a series like there's political machinations going on in the background between different companies and countries and different alliances and everything. And a little bit of that is like deliberately uh, murky at this point. But I'm sure like once the series picks up like. You'll get into it and you'll be like, oh, okay, like you can go back to this prologue and watch it and you'll be like, oh, well, this like makes more sense now that I've seen, you know, half the series or whatever. It it seems to be the opposite of Universal Century in some ways where I was like, oh, because they're talking about Spaceians. And it seems like, I mean, given some of the comments, like it seems like Spaceians are the ones in charge and they're talking about, you know, dirty, stupid Earthers that just don't get shit, you know? And I, I do like the the more realistic take to space travel. I mean, the original Gundam was made in the late 70s. Right. And, you know, we had astronauts in space, but none of them had spent a long period of time in space at this point. Like, at this point, we've had people in space for, what, a year, maybe a little over a year. And we know that we know how it affects their bones. Like, they come Mm -hmm. back, Mm -hmm. their bone density is greatly reduced, and they're like, you know, they spend a lot of time in recovery. So I, I like that this series seems to be like building on that information. Like if we, if we, you know, if we were to go to Mercury or to Mars or to Venus or whatever, or if we did have like giant space stations or, or whatever is going on, like in this, you know, kind of universe, the stellar universe or whatever it's called, like it would have such an effect on people that they would like, they would need like, replacement parts they they would need something in their chest or they would need a whole new arm because space is going to you know break down their bodies and as soon as i kind of keyed in on that i was like oh okay that's interesting like yeah. i don't think yeah. we're gonna have any like n- new type stuff i'm fine with that I, I i do like the more like realistic approach that seems to be taking i mean that's that's definitely a an expansion of the real robot genre with mm-hmm. like you said like current information that we have at our disposal now i think the i guess that yeah it'll be interesting i i I guess what i was wondering too about your guys's thoughts are the 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 
I don't know, the crux of the the conflict seems to be that not only are they making these suits to have people maybe survive in space, but but the Gundams seem to I mean, it, it, it's it's like they they have just as much of an effect on the the pilot of the suit as you described the effect, the toll that our astronauts have after spending a year in space, like it, yeah. it, 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 it taxes their, their body. It, it basically slowly kills them essentially. Right. Like that's, that's the vibe you get. The more like when, when they describe going to these different levels and doing testing and everything, this, this level 33 that the mother was trying to achieve, that was only achievable by the child. Like, the idea is like when, when they increase the level of the suit they're in, I mean, you can see uh, Nadim, right? Like it, it, he's like, oh, I haven't done this in a while. And he's only on like level three. And he looks like he's not only has he run up a hill, but it, it kind of looks like, you know, kind of the way they they like somebody like uh, Warren Ellis made the uh, extremists technology affect people that used it where their their face got all glowy red like they were about to you know explode or erupt or something like that like it just so something that's incredibly taxing on on uh the the human system right and 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 so that's something that's interesting because it seems like although the the uh, spacians and 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 the one you know main guy or whatever that that that's facilitating this neutralization this coup of all the gundam technology like who knows maybe he's going to use it for himself this delling rembrandt but but it it does seem like the crux of his argument is men should be responsible for punishing you know criminals of war or or warrior you know what i mean like men should be responsible for doing that not machines right and and so it's like you know and 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 it's it's funny too because it sounds like the ideological distinction between i guess who they call grandma even though they say it's not polite but you know the 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 doctor uh nabo right like that saved the mother's life and and is is kindly explaining all this stuff to airy you know like what what the the Gundam is and why it's like a child and she introduces it to the, the Gundam and all this other stuff like uh, her ideology or philosophy seems to be not to use the I, I don't think it was ever her intent to use Gundams as weapons of war like it sounds like she is kind of more in the 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 Star Trek vein of things like if if we're ever going to survive and get into space without slowly degrading you know without losing our bone density and and all these scientific uh, facts that we now understand to be true that the only way we'll accomplish this is by using these these mobile suits right and and so that that's something different than uh, you know Minovsky particles right but but it's also something different philosophically because that she's more it sounds like i mean she's she's gone now so i guess we'll see how that changes you know by the time you know i guess aries a teenager in the series or whatever if they actually explored more or if they just had more wars or wh- whatever the deal is right but it, it does seem like that there is that fundamental difference between their ideologies like one is thinking of them in terms of warfare and the other one's thinking of them in terms of 
exploration and propagating the human race into space. I think it's like PES or like PES 1, PES 2 or whatever. Like they could upgrade their levels. Like you said, like the, the main Gundam was like level 33 and they couldn't pass it until the uh, Airy was able to. But like, like that, that guy got to the fourth level or whatever, then he was done, you know? So like there, there's a price to pay with these, this system, you know, it's almost like the exam system from uh, blue destiny. Almost. Is, is this going to be like, is the, is the red, uh, Elfrith, which is a terrible name, by the way, just cause it's hard to say, is that going to be the Gundam? Cause it, it, I, I hate to sound uh, uh, marketing, Larry, but those Gundams are really small. <laughs> no, I, I, I think the, the one that shows up in this that Ari and her mother are piloting is just kind of a prototype. And the, the main Gundam is called the Gundam Aerial. And it kind of it kind of looks like that this with the one that showed up here, but it's in it, you know, classic Gundam colors of, you know, red, white and blue, basically. OK, OK, good. All right. Because, yeah, the. These look very small and they look more like EMs, you know, like backup units, you know, so that that's good. I, I, I will say, like, uh, Derek was asking about first opinions. This prologue, I don't know how the series is going to play out. It kind of hit me as, like, Gundam directed by James Cameron. Because it's like a ragtag bunch of scientists and we're making some new technology and, holy shit, I'm actually a robot. Look at my arm and, and we got kids and shit and you know holy kid holy crap that kid kills some people and i don't know it just it had kind of like a lot of hallmarks of like james cameron directing you, you know is it me like like this is something i wanted to bring up is it me or was that neutralization very tame like is that is that like made for like daytime tell like when when they first board the spaceship and dr Cabo is or is Nabo is like don't don't let that ship onto the station like don't don't open the doors for them and then of course it's too late they've opened the doors and then the next thing you see is these guys in their 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 tactical suits coming out with guns and and the notion is they've shot all these people but it's not like you're I don't know like like Gundam Seed or 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 any flying blood there's no you know, I mean, I mean, is it supposed to be this thing of they're in space and you don't hear any noises? Is it supposed to be this thing of like they're taming down the violence, so you're just supposed to like well in, imagine just, it? In contrast, I mean, in the second or third episode of Iron Blooded Orphans, I mean, Mikazuki pops like six, say, cap, yeah. six caps in a guy like right on screen, like so. I mean, our boys went down out there, and you're the ones who've got their blood on your hands. Now it's time to pay for what you've done. Huh? Hold on! No! Listen up. As of right now, the CGS belongs to us. Choice is yours. You can either stay here and go to work for all us space rats, or you can leave and never come back. You bastards! So anybody else? Because we have no problem making the decision for you. I, I think it's just a general taming down of the violence, but okay, okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of what I figured. Like that's, but but I mean, I I, I do find that kind of interesting because it's like you, that's there was almost an aspect where 
I, I hate to say it, but it for me it led to some like, wait, did they shoot anybody? Are they killing people? Like, what what is going on here? And then and then eventually I was kind of like, oh yeah, I guess they are killing people. But it's like I guess like I I was expecting like you know actual bullets and popping caps and like you know some kind of bloodstream or something. Whereas it it just seemed like this was like. This was almost like, you know, I don't know, going back to like, you know, Fox Kids cartoons or something where people are not allowed to throw punches or something where you're like, wait a minute. Like, is there, you know, that, that that's something I'm kind of curious about. Has there like I wonder if there's been some kind of, like you said, blowback from, you know, they, they don't want to have a repeat of of the, the level of violence that was in Iron Blooded Orphans or something like that. People over here, I don't know about Japan. It's a different culture. But I remember when I first saw Iron Blooded Orphans, I was like, it didn't shock me or like made me go like, you know, like, what the hell? But I was like, damn, this is really fucking violent. <laughs> uh, honestly, like when they kind of cut away from like the doctor, like I'm going to just call her Dr. Grandma, <laughs> like Dr. Grandma's like, like, so like death. I was kind of like, you know what? Maybe like at the end of the series, it'll turn out she's still alive or something. And she's like the secret bad guy or something like she somehow got away. But like, I, like, I don't know. That's not, like you. And I mean, they say like she was neutralized, but like, you know, they cut away from it before it happened. So I was like, well, mm-hmm. that's a comic book, you know, like, oh, this yeah, person yeah, yeah. could still be alive. Like, you know, right, so. right, right. OK, OK. I, I mean, I guess, I guess that's part of my confusion because those guys that open the doors, I imagine, are supposed to be toast. But my my gut reaction to it was, are are those guys dead or are they still alive? Because I didn't see them die. You know what I mean? They just they 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 open the doors. You see the guns come out, and the next thing you see is the guys in tactical suits coming in, move you know, moving their bodies out of the way. So I'm assuming they've been killed. But you know, so sometimes you're sitting there going, well. I, I didn't hear any bangs, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's like the Nyla thing where like, I mean, technically you don't see her die, but she's like, get out of the way. And you see a shot come down the corridor. Right. And right. yeah, you could be like, oh, maybe she dodged it or maybe they missed. But like, you know, I mean, of course, later on, she's like, you know, I'll avenge you, Nyla. So I guess we're just supposed to infer that they're all dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, even even uh, the 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 chick I thought was cool because she couldn't stand taxes, like Wendy. Like she, her. I mean, at bare minimum, when you see that mobile suit get messed up and he screams her name, like, I mean, to me, that was much more obvious without it being gory or bloody right. or vi- you know what I mean. Like like the 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 state of that mobile suit. I went, oh, he he really messed that up that mobile suit and then and then i think it gets blown up or something so it's like to me like that sequence there was no doubt in my mind that that poor girl was dead right but some of the other sequences or, I just or, kinda, or I, even happy birthday guy yeah yeah right 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 even happy that birthday like, guy like, up it's, too, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's yeah the nadim or whatever the father like it's not it's not violent it's not like when he's singing happy birthday there's like all this blood like chortling out of his mouth or some shit right yeah. like it's just it's just you know it's supposed to be a, a sad scene and then from from uh, a billion miles away they can see in the cockpit the explosion right but you to me like that's like okay he he fucking exploded you know what i mean like that was pretty definitive but some some of the other early things i was just kind of like okay like oh, we're just supposed to get it from like other like little executives in the conference thing whispering to the one guy and the shocked look on his face like okay like whatever i do wonder 
uh, how Gundam technology will like progress in this series, because I mean, even like the prototype, you know, Gundam has like, you know, bits or funnels like already. And that's right, usually right. like a, you know, a high level Gundam thing. Like, you know, a suit won't get that until they're like in the at last, you know, su- like the last story arc or their last like final evolved form is like uh, something with bits or funnels or something. But this one starts off with that. So maybe maybe we won't say like new type stuff, but I do wonder if, you know, there'll be some kind of like supernatural sort of or, you know, superhuman abilities displayed. I'm I'm counting on like Wings of Light and Rainbow Sherbert spam to be like the next level, you know. Well, even like the uh, the I guess mass produced suits had the little pods that were basically like bits and funnels or whatever. Like even like the fucking uh, cannon fodder guys had high level shit. Well, well I guess I mean yeah. that kind of I guess it makes it. It didn't make, well, like, you know, it was advanced technology back when, you know, you know, they first introduced it in like Zeta Gundam or whatever, you know, or not even like the original with like Lala's like Elmith or whatever, like all the remote weaponry. But nowadays, I mean, like you'd look at today's real life technology. I mean, we have drones and shit like I mean, Mm -hmm. so I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not. You know, you wouldn't think that it it would be something too hard to rig up a mobile suit with a bunch of drones that can shoot like remote turrets or whatever. So they have to like, I guess, escalate the technology a bit. What was your speaking of that? What was your interpretation of Aerie in that prototype? Like, I mean, because it seemed like she was just she was picking points on the screen and then those those funnels for lack of a better term went out and took out two suits and then the third suit it's like it seemed like they had to directly use a beam rifle on it to to finish it off before she got into a fight with you know that other wacky named suit or whatever so i i guess what i'm asking is like for for something that that has a con the the conceptual th- uh, thought of in real life when astronauts go to space their bones get brittle you can only last so long in space without some kind of either artificial reinforcement or or external reinforcement or artificial gravity or some such right like like to, to have long-term survival in space something either needs to be done to the human body or something needs to be done to the the environment around the human body like to take that so realistically but then it almost seems like a little kid pressing buttons on a video game and then those funnels just go out and wreck shop like what you know like like and and her i guess unique connection to be able to pull off like they they try to establish that that's not something getting to level 33 is not something that just anybody can do so, I mean, even if you argue they're not a new type, they're, they're clearly, there's something about, I, I don't know if it's her age, like that if you start, you know how the pe- people say when you, when you learn languages, the best time to learn is when you're young, like maybe, maybe it's because she started so young and, 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 and it's like learning a language. And so then they get really good at it as it moves forward. But when you're older, it's, you know, like the father and, and the, you know, Wendy and these other pilots, like it's a little more difficult to learn a new language so they can only get so far up in the levels. Like maybe that's the explanation. But I mean, it did seem like there's some element of Harry Potter. 
Potter magic for something that's a real robot genre, like where you're like, oh, let me just go boop, 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 boop. Okay, they're all dead. I, I guess that was my take on it. But did you guys have a different take on it? Like, what do you what do you think about that sequence in particular? Well, I mean, there was that scene, like, you know, where Grandma, as, as Professor Grandma, as Mike calls her, is like, you know, you know, hey, just fucking talk to it. You know, like, you know, I got to go worry about getting killed here in a minute. So she's like, you know, sit down in the Elrith, Elmith or whatever, Elrith, and Elfrith. God, that's a fucking name. Why is not a normal name? Uh, sit down and like, you know, like, it, it's got to learn and it'll be born. And like, okay, you're talking about supernatural Harry Potter, timey-wimey, weird fucking bullshit. Maybe the suit got attached to her. And it was like, you know, I'm going to protect this little girl at all costs. And, you know, they had that weird bond, that whole kind of wing zero fucking hero Yui thing where, like, the Gundam bubble seems to be alive, you know. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's that kind of thing. There is some minor, like, I, I do feel like you're right. Like, there is some kind of minor, like, uh, individualization of the mobile suit almost. Like, where, you know, she does kind of say it's kind of like a living thing that needs to be taught and stuff. So maybe, yeah, it, it it just decided to, like, you know, let her, the you know, Ari in. Maybe it, since the mobile suit itself is young, maybe it recognized, you know, like recognizes like. So that's why you know, uh, she decided to open up to Ari instead of anyone else, so. Yeah, I just but, assumed it was something within the the Gundam's, like, AI or computer control system that it just, it didn't want to go to level 33 or whatever for anyone else, but because it saw something in Ari and she talked to it, instead of, like, being frustrated with it and thinking of it as a machine, she's a little girl and she's thinking of it as, you know, a real person who's like disrupting her birthday. You know, she was just kind of talking to it like you would a real person. So maybe that AI responded to something in that. I didn't think of it as anything like, you know, Harry Potter magic or anything. I just thought it was like a computer responding to some kind of stimuli that maybe it shouldn't have. I don't know. No, no, I mean, I guess I, I can appreciate that uh, explanation for the level 33. But just to clarify, what, what I mean is, in terms of Harry Potter magic, is not not that she was able to unlock level 33. That I could understand. You could say a like for like or that that what Tony was talking about, the. The, you know, Dr. Nabeau let her spend time with it. They had a rapport like and even what Mike is saying, maybe there's some aspect of the AI or whatever you want to call it that that is also young and, and relates to Aerie more than it did to any of the other pilots like that. I can sort of like in a real robot genre like that all seems, you know, whatever it's it's fictional science, but it, it kind of tracks. I guess what I'm talking about is the 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 specifics of that specific exchange where she taps the screen three times, the funnels go out and kill two guys. And then the, those funnels come back and make some kind of beam rifle. And then, and then that beam rifle shoots the third suit. And then it gets into more interactions with the, the other, you know, Baru Baru, whatever the hell it's called suit and all this other stuff. And I guess what I'm getting at is, is that the suit doing that? If so, that's a little weird. Is that 
Aerie doing that as a child? Like, like where, where, where does the directive start and finish in that action sequence? And I, how much does the mother play? Like, it, it's like, it's like, it wasn't clear. Like, okay. The, the child directs it to go after the three suits and then and then that's where Aries role stops. And then was it the mother that fired the beam cannon at the third suit? Like that, like that all seemed like unclear to me. And, and I guess it, it just seemed like, again, for something that's such a real robot, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like if, if Gundam's a real robot genre and you have certain explanations for why things are occurring the way they do, I felt like this was. A brief glimpse of, you know, th- that's kind of why I referred to like the the next level being the rainbow sherbet beam or what, you know, it's, it's like that aspect of of Kira Yamato, you know, having like, you know, super spam. And it's like, well, how realistic is, you know, you know what I mean? There's that element of the the super robot coming back into that genre. I mean, I took it as like Elnora, like, you know, the mother like had some kind of limited control like over it. And she was just directing Ari to do things like attack and whatever. Cause I mean, like she, you know, she manages to escape after Nadine like sacrifices himself. So, I mean, she would have to have control if like, you know, the, the, the Gundam starts flying away and he tells her to run. So like she, I think she had some kind of direction over the suit. Like, cause like, I don't know. So, or then, at least so then, 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 how did you interpret? Like, then, then was it her that killed the third suit? Was you know, like, what, what, where, where, where did that control stop and start? And and it, it just, it was it just that Ari unlocked the suit and and she had her point the stuff in the right direction and that was it or or what, was there more it, to it? I don't than know. That? It's, I guess it's kind of vague, but like, it, I don't. There's. I, I I think it was kind of a little like, you know, give and take, but like, I think while Ari had a lot of like input on what was happening, like she had to be directed by her mother to do what she was doing, basically. Like, okay. Because I mean, like, you know, Elnora has that like look of horror on her face because she's like basically making her daughter like kill all those guys or whatever. But like, you know, uh, like I said, I, I think because there's some like she had some level of control over the suit but we don't know exactly like you know what it was but there you know it wasn't like Ari was directing the suit by herself okay maybe we like because this is like a new system the whole system they have like we don't know what level 31 is much less level 33 so when um Ari is like you know Bap, bap, bap. You know, she sees like things moving on a screen. And she's like, well, that's moving, that's moving, that's moving. So that's not like really like any kind of special awareness. It's like, oh, those that's that shit's moving. And maybe, like I said, you know, there is like some kind of connection between the the robot and and Aerie. And like, you know, the 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 Gundam, or well not almost Gundam, the the going to be Gundam. Uh, it's like, okay, those are enemy targets, so maybe it's like a mixture of all three. Like, the mom's piloting it, you know, kind of keeping it out of, like, you know, harm's way. Aerie is being a child, and the suit, in its own way, is protecting both of them. It's like, oh, those are bad guys, I'll send out the funnels, and... You know, because it is vague. You don't know who's shooting. Well, yeah, who's yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that was my that that was my um, you know, 
confusion with it is did was it the mom that put up the shields was it the suit that put up the shields and then if if it's a suit doing all this stuff then 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 there, there's that weird aspect of like I, I, I don't know how to explain it other than, you know, it's like, it, you know, it, it's the difference between, I don't know, like, uh, I, I guess Chris Pratt running around with the, the Blue Raptor or whatever versus Chris Pratt getting in a construction vehicle or something. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like there's there's that melding of of things that it's 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 like it's like they're not necessarily riding a Gundam. Maybe they're riding a horse. You know what I mean, and then and then it's like, oh well, yeah, a horse is it can be an independent living thing that does its own thing, right? Like to 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 facilitate what's going on, but you can also you know have a relationship with a horse and ride a horse and do fantastic things between the rider and the horse, right? Whereas and and it's just like one of those things where I'm like, well, wait a minute, the horse made a bond with a little girl and is kind of listening to the little girl, but the mother's there as well with like, I don't know, uh, a, a, a heater shield, like stopping rocks from being thrown at the horse. And at the same time, the mother also, the damn thing. you know, but the, the mother also has, I don't know, a flintlock and she's also shooting people while the horse sends like, I don't know, magic fucking bees to, to kill other people in front of her. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's where my disconnect, like that's kind of like what I'm seeing now. And some of that stuff doesn't quite track. Like, like where, where did the horse get the magic bees from? Like, like, or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just, I, I know I'm thinking about it too hard, but it's like, that's, you know, that's, that's what it's for, right? It's a prologue episode. We're supposed to speculate and wonder and pontificate about things. So it would be something like I've not never seen before, but like to go into the relationship between and like, you know, an AI and like its pilot, like, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, that I mean, you know, Hero would talk like, you know, talk to Wing Zero like it was a person. I mean, Mikazuki would talk to Barbatos like it was some kind of ent- entity. I mean, it's not something we haven't seen before, but like maybe they could go into it like really and really like focus on it. Like if her Gundam is like a, a budding like ai and that would learn from her or whatever like you know this could be the first pilot that has a personal like a true personal relationship with their gundam kind of i guess and do you do you because because we like you said we we do already kind of know because tony was asking is this going to be the main gundam and and you're kind of saying well this is a prototype and and you know the the other one is called the aerial like do you think the aerial somehow has the same ai that this prototype had or 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 is this another character potentially that could be will, Don't will know. not be i guess, in the I guess series, we'll find right? out in the first yeah, yeah. episode probably yeah, yeah. yeah. so don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, because like in, in Gundam Wing, the Wing Gundam was not Wing Zero. They were two separate uh, Gundams. But in Iron-Blooded Orphan, Orphans, the Barbatos was pretty much the Barbatos the whole way through. They just yeah, got upgraded. They, they just or, modded it yeah. over on top of it, the same frame. Yeah, so... Yeah, so who knows? They might Barbatos it, or they, they might Gundam Wing it. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, that that would be kind of cool, though. I mean, honestly, I mean, just from a a story point of view, it would be kind of interesting if they took, like I said, because the 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 mobile suits they have in this prologue are kind of small, and like you get a scale of them, like in the show, they show like the little walkway and like 
they're still big. I mean, they're big robots, but they're small for a Gundam. So it would be kind of interesting if they like, you know, gutted that AI system because it's really advanced and, you know, plug that son of a bitch in a bigger, more powerful unit. You know, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, and again, you think about the original concept, which those suits, at least in terms of the, the doctor, right, were supposed to be extensions of humanity to help them survive the harshness of space. Right. So there, there might not be any reason for them to be, you know, huge or what, you know what I mean? Like they, like they just need to be big enough, right? Like so that they can facilitate survival. But, you know, like you said, who knows, maybe when the, the ongoing series starts and it's, it's whatever it is like 10 or, or, or 12 years later, you know, like, like then, then they'll, you know, have, have this mass production of, of giant suits or something. But yeah, like I, I did enjoy this and I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, watching this, having something to watch like week to week. Like I'll probably follow this as it airs or whatever. So, I mean, I, I wonder, although I wonder if they'll do like, I think me and Justin talked about this before, but they, you know, they have an annoying trend now, like in like, oh, they'll anime, do like, like two, 13 like, and 13 yeah, two seasons and or 26 like, yeah. and 26. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, they used to do 13 episodes, like take a one week break and then do the second 13 episodes or something. But yeah, nowadays it's like they, it seems like they've they've uh, gone into like, you know, American TV of doing seasons like and even though like it might be all written as a 50 episode series, it's like 25 episodes is a season, 25 episodes is a season like so. I mean, it would be surprising they they did do that with uh, Iron Blood Orphans. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, I think I must have missed it, but this is going to be simulcast on on Gundam YouTube's Gundam. That's, Info. that's what they claim. Well, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they said it. Just said the the trailer says like the latest trailer just says it will be simulcast in multiple languages. So I don't know okay. if it's going to be on Gundam okay. Info or maybe the website or whatever. Okay. Like okay. the the Witcher for Mercury website is up and it has like you know, character models and profiles for all the, you know, main characters in the mobile suits so far. So, I mean, and it's all in English. So I guess, you know, they, 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 they've slowly, I, I think since back in the day, it's like, they've slowly like realized, Hey, if we just like, you know, show this like in, in, on somewhere where American audiences can see it, they'll watch it basically. So, I mean, Justin, I was going to ask you, you, you seem to be really impressed with a lot of the more grounded sci-fi stuff. Like, do you think that's kind of a good hook for you or are people who are more into like sci-fi stuff? I do. And going back to like how the the Gundam affects the user, like I think that aspect is really interesting because more or less, and we can sit here and nitpick and bring up different mobile suits, but more or less Gundams are treated like fighter jets. You know, unless there's like some kind of psycho frame or something in the Gundam. You don't really see it take like a physical toll usually. I mean, we see pilots get tired and we see them like have a meal or in Reconquista, we see them even, there's even a toilet in the mobile suit, which makes sense. But showing that the Gundam has a physical effect on people to where it breaks them down, like I find that interesting because I think that's more realistic. I mean, just think about when me and you and Derek went to like heroes con, like we were tired just being in a car for like what, six or seven hours. Like now, now imagine you're like in this giant mobile suit and you're directing it. You're using your hands. You got to pay attention to all these different info screens. Maybe you're even like using your feet as to somehow direct the legs in some way. Like that has to be physically exhausting. 
even if you are in outer space. Like I, so I find the aspect like even using the Gundam is going to break down a person over time. Like it, whether it's like a year or ten years or four months or whatever. Like I find that interesting. Like it's so, it's such a big deal in this universe that you have like someone who's former military they're, they've decided like we're not fine with this like we don't like this and they're completely going to try and shut down the Gundam so I, I find that aspect interesting and I hope like this is more grounded I think that would be a nice change like you know Derek was kind of joking about like you know light wings and all this other wacky doodle stuff like I kind of hope there's not any of that like if you know when this Gundam gets an upgrade I hope it's like something like the double O riser where you get like an attachment or or you know like the the backpacks that the the strike or the impulse would use something like that something that's like a a physical upgrade for the capabilities of the gundam instead of like um it, it's got w- wings they're made of light and it, it, it'll go really fast and minoski particles or something like i mean that stuff's cool don't get me wrong like i i like you know the light wings of the destiny suit but like Something that's more grounded, like, okay, you've got, like, this Gundam, and then when it combines with this other thing, it's like, you know, the super whatever Gundam, and then it's like you get another upgrade, and it becomes a super ultra or whatever, and it can do this, and it can do that, and, and yeah, like, kind of like Mike pointed out, like, I thought it was odd that this suit and the prologue had, like, funnels or bits, and I was like, yeah, we usually don't get that until, like, the later half of the series, but here you've got it, like, at the start, and then I started thinking about video games where, like, you know, you start playing some video game, maybe the prologue for the video game, like, you've got, like, a super suit, or you've got, you've got all these abilities, and then when you finish the prologue, like, you get beat up or whatever, your abilities are taken away, and you have to, like, get those abilities back. Maybe that's what ha- will happen to this mobile suit, like, maybe they'll have to, like, maybe something happened and she can't control the funnels, or... She has to get them back or or unlock them. I don't know. I mean, like, maybe, maybe maybe they just have to go into hiding and she can't use the suit yeah. for the next ten years or something, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not a big Gundam watcher. I did watch Iron Blooded Orphans. Uh, I'm not a uh, a big modern Gundam watcher, I should say. So like that that's interesting. And like you know what? I will say this: like the idea of a mysterious female pilot who's really good and can kick ass and has a good backstory that's 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 new for gundam i'm i'm kind of digging that i'm into that you know i mean the the other reason why i keep bringing up the the char analogy is because char's nickname is the red comet and this i mean i imagine this girl's nickname is going to be the witch from mercury and she's got red hair and then i guess it's based on some science fiction novel that's also called the witch from mercury where the protagonist had red hair so like red comet and red hair like i don't you know i don't know to me it seems it seems uh not not it can't be that much of a coincidence they do tend to romanticize like char and i mean he's he's probably the most popular gundam character so i mean it would it would be uh, somewhat new to have a main character who was in the mold of char instead of like amuro basically so i mean i mean i feel like that's the most I'm, I'm trying to think of how to say this but that's probably the most topsy-turvy aspect of the 
premise that seems to fit into the modern lexicon. And I'll just leave it at that. I guess her hair will go three times as fast. (laughs) (laughs) What's with like, okay, okay. uh, uh, This is an anime thing. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe it's like where she was born. What, what are the little circles on Aries forehead? Is that hair or markings or, or what? I would say those are her eyebrows. Happy birthday to you. Uh, I guess we're done. If you guys have any comments, questions, and or concerns, if you're like, uh, are those giant uh, slugs on top of Aries' face instead of eyebrows, send your angry emails to fanholspodcast at gmail.com. We can be found on fanholspodcast.blogspot.com. You can direct download all the episodes of Mobile Suit Mondays, including this one and all of our other spinoff shows. And we can be found on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive. We, we can be streamed on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So until the next time, this is Derek, Derek WC, signing off. It's Mike, signing off. This is Justin signing off. This is Tony. And don't even get me started when Whoopi Goldberg shaved her eyebrows. Anyway, talk to you later. Dr. Naboe doesn't have any eyebrows, so Aries got enough eyebrows for the both of them. <laughs> Double Justin's about to leave the chat. He's, he's so over this fucking Holy shit. Oh, I kind of zoned out, too, and I'm like, are they still talking about the eyebrows? Like, yeah. I was like, my back hurts. I want to lay down. Hello, everyone. Uh, hey, Tony. Yikes. What are you doing? Where are you? I'm at home. Okay. <laughs> what? Why? Why do you sound like uh, you're on a fucking helicopter to Mars? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's probably because I have a new microphone, so it's probably taking up everything. Hold on. How about how about now? Yeah. Now, yeah, now that's, that, that's, that's better. better. Yeah. Yeah.
Okay. <laughs> helicopter to Mars. <laughs> helicopter to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I I was meeting the witch from Mercury, and I was going to Mars. 